Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We're following a developing story, this one out of Colleton County. I've lived in South Carolina my entire life, and I've never seen anything like this. It's 4147 Moselle Road. I've been up to it now. It's bad. Please hurry. We're getting somebody out there to you. A double homicide involving a mother and son. Both deaths resulting from apparent gunshot wounds. In this town, it, nobody questioned the Murdochs for 100 years. You commit a murder in the 14th Circuit, the odds of you going to death are high. This is a story about a family. SLED opened another criminal investigation today related to the Murdoch family. The Murdochs, down here in the Lowcountry. You know, powerful people make powerful enemies. But not just one family. It's also about the beaches. The one missing is a female. The Smiths. I don't see any reason why they would harm Stephen. He was just my heart. He was my heart. The Satterfields. Their understanding was that, you know, Gloria had fallen in the house. Gloria Satterfield died in what was reported as a trip and fall incident. When you control the judicial system, you control the political system, you control the business community, it's kind of hard for people to start asking questions. What does Alec Murdoch's state of mind right now? Have you talked to him? He's in the jail. That's his state of mind. That's me, Ann Emerson. I'm a reporter for a local television station here in the Lowcountry, and together we're going to take a closer look at a story that's gripped South Carolina and the nation. According to People magazine, just six weeks before Maggie Murdoch and her son Paul were murdered at their family's hunting lodge in South Carolina this past June, Maggie met with a divorce attorney in Charleston to explore her options about ending her marriage. It's a story that's just getting started. This morning, there are more new details about the former attorney Alec Murdoch and the plot to have himself killed. From the studios of WCIV ABC News 4 in Charleston, this is the podcast Unsolved South Carolina, case file number one, The Murdochs. Around 10 p.m. Monday night, Alec Murdoch drives up to his hunting lodge in the Moselle community of Islington. That's deep in Culleton County and just 20 minutes from the Murdoch base of Hampton, South Carolina. Alec says he's been visiting his dying father, the patriarch of the Murdoch family, and the last of three Murdoch lawyers to rule over five counties as top prosecutor of the 14th Circuit. My wife and child got bad with he tells dispatch his 52-year-old wife, Maggie, and his son, 22-year-old Paul, are not breathing. Stay on the line with me, okay? Yes, sir. Stay on the line with me, okay? I got a call from, from Alec Monday night. And that's Alex's brother, John. And as soon as I had the phone, I knew something was wrong. Oh, man. He just told me 
He said, come as fast as you can. Paul and Maggie have been hurt. His other brother, Randy, relives the nightmare. His voice, the fear. He was just distraught. Moselle Road, I've been up to it now. It's bad. Okay. Police say the bodies were found near the dog kennels outside. Maggie was killed with a semi-automatic rifle. Paul was shot multiple times by a shotgun. When Alec called 911, reportedly, they'd been lying there for an hour. Is he moving at all, your son? I know you said that she was shot, but what about your son? <laughs> Nobody. They're not. Neither one of them's moving. I really don't know of any enemies you hear all this talk on the, you know, social media with regard to Paul. Paul Murdoch, Alex's son, was already at the center of another tragedy. What bridge is it? Paul, what bridge is this? Nine one one, where's your emergency? February 24, 2019, it's freezing cold on the water. According to court documents, it was a long night of eating oysters, drinking beer, and taking shots at a local bar. Authorities say six kids, underage, on a 17-foot Sea Hunt Triton boat, crash headlong into a bridge in Beaufort County. The call comes in after 2 a.m. Police fire any of us. Hello? We're in a boat crash on Arthur Street. Where, whereabouts on Arthur Street? In Arthur Street, the only bridge on Arthur Street. What's going on? We're, we're in a boat crash. You know what, what kind of boat? A boat crash. Okay, so you're at, uh, are you at the dock? Hello, are you, are you at the dock? No, we just crashed in a boat. Authorities say 19-year-old Mallory Beach is sitting on her boyfriend's lap when the boat hits the bridge. She disappears under the dark water. It is a boat crash. There were six people on board. There's one missing. Um, the caller's under the bridge in Archer's Creek. The one missing is a female. Yes, it's hard. There's moments that we have that things remind us of Mallory. And... And we break down at times. Police say Paul Murdoch was behind the wheel. He took his dad's boat out that night. Paul's father, Alec, and his grandfather showed up at the hospital after the crash. South Carolina's law enforcement division, we call it SLED down here, it's now investigating if they interfered with law enforcement's work that night. I'm going to come back to that later. Okay, are you in the water or are you... We're, we're in the boat. Under oath, Mallory's boyfriend, Anthony Cook, says Paul stripped to his boxers that night in 40-degree weather. Why would he do that? Cook tells the court it's not the first time Paul had exhibited strange behavior either. Because we only have a written account of Cook's deposition, I'll have a colleague read Cook's words. It started one night at Moselle. I don't remember who came up with the name. It's just a different name because he turns into a totally different person. So somebody will say when they can tell he's drunk, they'll be like, all right, here he comes. Timmy, we have to go. The prosecution was closing in, ready to put Paul on trial for Mallory Beach's death. This tragedy doesn't occur but for alcohol. Charges that could send the 22-year-old to jail for more years than he's even been alive. 
in this particular matter, then the court does find that a personal recognizance bond is proper. But Paul was never going to court again. SLED is now investigating a double homicide involving a mother and son from the well-known Murdoff family. Two weeks after Paul and Maggie are killed. So they're seeing it from brand new eyes. This stunning double murder spurs another investigation to be reopened. A young man who died back in 2015, Stephen Smith. They told me that they were reopening his case with a different sled agency uh, from the Midlands and not the Low Country. That's Stephen's mom, Sandy. She got a call from sled two weeks after the double murders. Something's come up in the Paul and Maggie murders, something that could affect her own son's mysterious death. So they're just going to start from the beginning. July 8, 2015, Stephen is a 19-year-old nursing student. He just wanted to make sure he was the limelight, you know, of every situation, which he always was. That was never-ending. Stephen's driving home on a rural stretch of Sandy Run Road in Hampton County, but his mom says Stephen never makes it home that night. Road or on the side of the road? In the road. In the road? Yeah. Her dad got the call to go to the sheriff's department in Hampton County, and then they that's where they confirmed that it was Stephen, and they said he was shot in the head. And then it turned out it was a hit and run, and then he was beat up, and so the story just kept changing over and over. Apparently, the lead investigator over at the State Highway Patrol, well, he didn't believe it either. It looked like it was more staged. Okay, they didn't uh, leave this road. I ain't uh, moving or nothing like that, but uh, somebody's going to hit him. It's dark. Uh-huh. Somebody's going to hit him. All right, we're getting also headed out that way. Rumors run wild in Hampton County. You're going to hear all kind of rumors, you know, just because Stephen was gay. But I don't see any reason why they would, any reason they would have to, you know, harm Stephen. But then later on, it just kept coming up, Murdoch's, Murdoch's, Murdoch's. And then everything was just like swept under the rug, all misplaced evidence and... So then that just got me to thinking, well, maybe they did have something to do with it. The case of Stephen Smith, it's still open and developing right now. And we have much more to tell you about Stephen, told to us by his mom, his twin sister, Stephanie, and his cousin, Connie. Your Honor, um, Alec Murdoch spent his entire life in this county. But what happens next? Well, this is where it really gets strange, even for South Carolina. Four months after his wife Maggie and son Paul are murdered, it's Labor Day weekend. Alec is shot in the head on the side of the road. State law enforcement calls it a superficial wound. In other words, it didn't kill him. According to family lawyer Jim Griffin, Alec got shot right after he resigned from the family law firm. Money's missing from the Murdoch family law firm's accounts, the firm his great-grandfather founded. The partners say Alec took it. Alec apologizes checks himself into rehab, but not before someone points a gun at him and pulls the trigger. Within days, SLED closes in on the supposed gunman, Curtis Eddie Smith, arrested not for murder, but for assisted suicide, insurance fraud, and various other gun and drug charges. Turns out Eddie knew Alec. Alec was his lawyer too. On the one hand, it seems like a strange coincidence, but knowing how small Hampton is and Carlton, it 
really doesn't surprise me. That's a former assistant state prosecutor, Susan Williams. Hi, Mrs. Smith, if you'll come closer to the camera, sir. A relationship born from proximity and legal dramas. Authorities say Alec hatched the plan to cash in on a $10 million insurance policy for his only living son, Buster. This crime involved his attempt to have himself shot so his son could collect insurance money. Um, the only violence he's ever been involved in is this, which was to have himself executed. So he's not a danger to the community. Alec and Eddie bond out for now. But with the amount of media attention this case brings to the small town of Hampton. Our clients never found out that these cases uh, had settled these claims until it was printed in the paper by investigative reporters. Another death hit SLED's radar. Remember, this woman worked for this family for 25 years. She was part of the fabric of this family. This time it's Gloria Satterfield, Alex's family housekeeper, her son's lawyer, Eric Bland explains. It was Alec Murdoch who told the story of that she had tripped and fell down the stairs over his dogs. And so they they trusted him. Gloria reportedly trips and falls at the family home in February of 2018. She dies in the hospital three weeks later. Bland says that Gloria's sons trusted that they would receive a settlement after her death. It turns out the claims were settled for more than $2 million. And so my client seen dime one of two million dollars and it's our job to get them answers and get them their money back and we will. SLED has questions now too. The agency announces it's opening yet another criminal investigation and if you're counting that's now six that we know of not counting several civil cases. I come down to see Hampton for myself. 93 miles straight through the heart of South Carolina from Charleston. That's the town I work as a local general assignment reporter for WCIV ABC News 4. If you carry down Highway 63, you'll eventually hit Hampton. Population 2,500, the county seat of Hampton County. That's down 300 from the last census in 2010. When I get there, the streets are very quiet and really hot, even for us Southerners. It's September 7, 2021, three days after Alec Murdoch is shot. A typical low country summer day in the 90s. 90% humidity. First stop was the law firm. The building stood out in this sleepy hamlet for its imposing brick facade. The only building bigger than this firm? The Hampton County Courthouse, approximately 100 yards away. I knocked on the door, you know, just to introduce myself. It's Ann Emerson with ABC News 4. The firm is called PMPED, or Pimped, I guess. It's the Murdoch's family law firm for the past hundred years or so. Someone might be able to speak with me today from your law firm about Mr. Murdoch's departure. Okay, um, yes ma'am, I don't have anybody available at the moment to come to the door. No comment, but they couldn't have been nicer. Seriously, nice to a reporter who wouldn't go away in this media melee. Hi, how are you? I'm Ann Emerson with ABC News 4. Ann, Thank I'm sorry, we have no comment, but thank you. Can I possibly get a copy no, of the statement? I'm sorry, though. While I stood on the corner, a stream of young male lawyers came in and out of the building. It was lunchtime. They all sported beautiful suits. I think I spotted an Hermes tie or two. My southern mom would have called it moneyed folk. 
And the Murdoch's firm has made a ton of it. Millions, in fact. I asked a former South Carolina top prosecutor, Charlie Condon. He's worked with the Murdoch's on plenty of cases. So one thing that struck me when I went to Hampton, I wanted to ask you about this. Mm -hmm. And that's me interviewing Mr. Condon, a former South Carolina attorney general. His private law firm happens to be right across the street from my television station in Mount Pleasant. Hampton is so quiet. Right. There's nothing right. in Hampton. Okay, there's there's florist. A florist who is also very nice, who you'll get to meet in a little bit. There's a couple of cute little cafes, mm -hmm. the nicest people, a little a little police station, mm -hmm. and this huge law firm sitting on off of Main Street. My understanding of the historical reason why it's done so well is railroad cases. You probably have heard this. But. As in CSX Railroads. In fact, they refer to the Murdoch family law firm as the house that CSX built. It used to be the case, I believe this has been changed, but you could sue the railroad in any county in which the railroad did, did business. So CX, CSX went right through Hampton County. So they built their money on cases against the railroads, personal injury cases that stretched across all 46 South Carolina counties. And when they weren't raking in millions, three generations of Murdochs were the law for nearly 100 years. And when I got to the firm, I wasn't alone. There were actual true crime fans who couldn't resist coming by as well since the latest revelation on Alec Murdoch's drive-by shooting just three days earlier. Sort of like midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Well, this is, this is noonday in Hampton County. That's Jim Kearns, him and his wife, who he says is the real true crime junkie. We were on our way back from Defusky, and we were very, very curious having watched this whole Murdoch situation for several years now. We just decided we'd come by and see it firsthand, see what was going on. A situation mired in rumors, speculation, and now a serious case of whodunit. I think about it like an airplane crash. That's Susan Williams again. She grew up in the low country eating boiled peanuts in Edisto. A Gamecock fan, she went to the same university as Maggie Murdoch, USC. After the crash, you're, you're left picking up the pieces, trying to figure out exactly what happened before the crash and look at the pieces that are there and figure out what does this mean and what does this mean? And, uh, you know, sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. Absolutely. I mean, I don't think any of us could have expected this because I think we were looking at just the horrific nature of the first crime of the shooting back in June. And now fast forward, we're looking at millions of dollars that have been suspected to be to be misappropriated and stolen. I've lived in South Carolina my entire life. I've practiced law here, focusing on criminal law. And I've never seen anything like this in my entire life. It, it is completely mind-boggling to me. So who knows the Murdochs? Pretty much everybody if you're born and raised in Hampton. When you're in a community like this, you know, there's, everybody is, you know, we're close-knit. Julie is friend and florist to the Murdochs. Her shop is one of the only ones that's even open the day after Labor Day. What was going through your mind as you were hearing all of these sort of stories that are coming out? Well, I guess everybody's innocent until proven guilty, and, um, you know, I just pray, you know, that he'll, um, I just pray for him. I just feel an overwhelming sense of, you know, I know the family needs prayer. 
I know there's a lot of um, publicity and stuff. There's a lot of rumors, I'm sure, you know, and um, my heart just goes out to them. And just, I, you know, was praying last night, you know, um, that that the family has peace in this storm, you know, because I know it's tearing them apart. So let's rewind the tape. Everyone knows the Murdochs, but who are the Murdochs? I don't know of anybody no. that would truly it would truly be an enemy. So who would want to kill Paul and Maggie? Did you know that someone was arrested for allegedly trying to set the Murdoch family home on fire? More on that story and a lot more coming up. Unsolved South Carolina was brought to you by me, Ann Emerson, along with producer Drew Trump and editor Daniel Michener. Original music by Maxwell Harrison. Coming up next week. You commit a murder in the 14th Circuit, the odds of you going to death row are high. There were tough prosecutors on violent crime. The Murdoch family legacy and how it got its roots in the low country. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.